Having been back from Costa Rica for a couple of weeks, I am getting some withdrawal symptoms. So I am so pleased to have with me today the owner and the general manager of OSA Property Management in Uvita, Costa Rica, which is where I stayed. So listen in as we talk to someone who started out a property management company with just a love for the country and found the best general manager in the world. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and still enjoying life in Gulf Shores, Alabama, now that Ontario is halfway through their winter. So still really happy to be here. I understand from the editor of my podcast last week that I mentioned Costa Rica multiple times. He said it was around 30. That was ridiculous. I did not say, I did not talk about it that much. Well, maybe I did. Um, it's it's a little bit of a passion of mine. Just having come back from a week in this most amazing place, it just remained on my mind for, for a while and still is. So while I was there, I heard from my friend Justin Ford, who the, the director of safety at Breezeway, that he was doing some work with a small company in the local town where I was staying. Now, I didn't hear about this till towards the end of my stay. I was, I would have loved to have gone down and dropped in to say hello and just did not have the chance. But I got to hear about OSA property management and how it was founded. And the fact that the owner had hired a general manager who had absolutely no experience of the industry and Justin was telling me Abigail's story, and I thought this was great. I really wanted to have both Nick Halverson, the founder of OSA Property Management, and his general manager, Abigail, on the podcast to learn a little bit more about how they've gone from zero to 35 properties in a relatively short space of time. Talk to Abigail about what her experience is like and how she manages all the staff that she has on board now to do the changeovers and housekeeping and maintenance of all these properties. So without further ado, let's move on over for me to get my fix of (laughs) another fix of Costa Rica and Pura Vida. So I am delighted to have with me today Nick Halverson, who is the founder of OSA Property Management in Uvita, Costa Rica. And his general manager is joining us as well. And her name is Abigail Vargas. I heard from Justin Ford, my great friend, Justin Ford, who was actually in Dominical and Uvita at the same time as I was. Notice I'm not saying Costa Rica because my editor told me I mentioned it far too many times on the previous one, but hey, I just did. It's impossible (laughs) to mention it too often. (laughs) So thank you both so much for joining me. This is going to be a fun episode and I want to kick off actually with asking about the phrase Pura Vida because we hear Pura Vida all the time. I looked it up on Google this morning. I mean, I heard it all the time while I was there and I was told you can use it in a whole variety of circumstances. So would one of you just explain to me what, uh, what Pura Vida actually means and what, mean, what it means to you? Well, I'll, I'll speak first as the, as the foreigner. So, <laughs> and thank you again for the opportunity. This is wonderful. Thank you, Heather. So, you know, for me, I've spent I spent some time studying and working in Australia, which also which has no worries, right? I mean, that's another one where it's another phrase that means hello, goodbye. You don't know what to say, or hey, just no worries. Pura vida is ex- pretty much for me the exact same thing as that. If it's a greeting, it's a pura vida. If it's it's a good it's a goodbye, it is just good morning. How's it going? 
Pura Vida Mai is another one, kind of slang for like kind of dude, you know, Pura Vida Mai, what's up, man? So that's another one you'll hear a lot too. So it's, it's, it translates as pure life, but, and that's, again, as, as, a, as an expat, the people and the spirit of Costa Rica is, is wonderful and is encompassed, encompassed by those two words. I absolutely love it. It's why I'm now walking around my campground here in Gulf Shores, Alabama with my baseball cap with Pura Vida on the front of it. So, <laughs> just so I never forget. So once again, thanks both both of you for, for, for joining me. We're going to talk about how you founded the company, how you found uh-huh. Abigail. We're going to talk to Abigail about her experiences of the three years that she's been general manager at the company, what attracted her to working for OSA. And I'm particularly interested in sort of what her typical day encompasses and what her biggest challenges are. So let's kick off. Let's kick off with you, Nick. What is your story behind starting a business in the most beautiful place on earth? Well, it started about 17 years ago. So I, I, a former business partner of mine and, and I and a group of investors came down and bought a bunch of land and several thousand acres across multiple. The goal was to set up multiple developments. We had no experience doing this, of course. So it was a great idea. And at the time, I, my background is corporate marketing and strategy. So my undergrad degree is from Cornell, but I was in the business school. Had I known I'd be in the hospitality world, I would have gone to their hotel school. But so I was kind of doing more of the corporate thing. And I came down here more as a passive investor. And that evolved into us uh, starting a, a real estate company and all sort of buying all this land. And then the financial crisis, you know, hit and it was a, actually a good thing for us because it allowed my business partner I had to split up because it was good for us to split up. And I had built my house in, in 2010. It was I had my first rent church at January 1, 2010. And, you know, looking back, I just laughed. So I also own 150 acres of, of land and property that we'll be developing. And right now we're in the final permitting stages. When I took over and after that split up, we had to make a bunch of changes. And as you can imagine, so we're just coming out of that now, but I've been renting my house out for the last 12 years. And then a couple other homes within the development, we have about five or six we've built and we manage all of those. But I've been asked by other neighbors and other people to to manage homes and um, we couldn't find the right people. And so I just kept being really stressed out. I like the I like the idea of renting my house out, but I couldn't find the right people. So I, I ended up in Costa Rica just as a passive investment. And now it's turned into my career. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so tell me a bit about the company now. How many how many properties do you have and sure. uh, across what yes, area? Yes, we started, you know, we, 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 I think I came up or I had the logo made, I think like four years ago about, and um, just the quick history of it, you know, when, 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 and we'll get to how onboarding with Abigail, but, you know, that was started as, I, when we started it, I said, I, I don't know if this is going to work, so I'll pay you a commission only and we'll get to some of the details, but we currently manage about 35 homes. We are in the process that our, our high season is, well, our high season historically and through March, in fact, our March bookings are higher than our, our uh, February bookings already. And we're actually in the process of, of, of kind of culling a couple of properties that due to owner issues, I have no interest in managing their homes anymore. And we're also in the process of onboarding about five homes. So it will, it's going to shake out to just shy, I think, of about 40 in the next two weeks. And a year ago, we were at about 15. That is great. That is great. I love it when you said you're, you're in the, you, you've culled a couple of, of, of homes. Yeah. You know, in our, in our company, we, we, we have what we call the great cull of 2018. <laughs> when we, oh, really? We actually dropped about 20% of our properties. When we finally see, you know, because I, th- I think you, you probably went through this, you'd take on just about anything and everything at the beginning. Of course. You want to, to get that growth. And then you right. get to the point where they become less, man- some become less manageable, they're less profitable. You've perhaps got owner relationship issues and sure. take, and, and it's such a huge relief, isn't it? When you take them off yes. the books. Yes. I mean, we did, we did some about six months ago as well. And it was, we suddenly realized how much time and stress and emotional energy and real time we were spending on a handful, mm-hmm. less than a handful of owners for zero to negative return. Yeah. Um, so we're currently, you know, so 35 to 40 and we have 25 about full-time employees. What's that? And the two offices. And two offices. So our main office is, is in Uvita. And then we just opened an office six weeks ago in Manuel Antonio, a K-Post, Manuel Antonio. So, which also expanded our, our geographic region as we picked up two luxury homes there as well. So, you know, our growth 
you know, we, we continue to grow and we have we have big plans. Yeah. We've hit some roadblocks and stuff that we'll get to. Yeah, I, I'm sure. So, so you're taking on new owners. How, what, what do you bring to owners in in the area? That right. Um, so we're know, really proud. We're really, yes, we're really diligent with our operations in terms of, for example, you know, what what really differentiates us is one is we're a legal property management company. Ninety five percent, maybe more, of the property managers in this area are working illegally. They're typically an expat who moved here years ago. And, oh, you know, I'm going to manage this property. I'm going to manage my home and my neighbor's home. And you can't do that. There's actually a registration process, a federal anti-money laundering process called SUHA that all Costa Rican property managers and real estate agents have to be certified. That means that you're handling third-party funds. And at any time, the government can come in and, and verify. that. That's on the books. Again, 95% of our competition doesn't do that. And homeowners will hire a person and say, well, they speak my language and have the same skin color as me. So I, I trust them because they've been here for 10 years. And what COVID taught us was, you know, we picked up quite a few homes during COVID because those friends and those professionals, quote unquote, were stuck outside the country because they, they couldn't get back in. Costa Rica shut their borders mm-hmm. down for, for eight months. No one in, no one out. So we were get frantic phone calls from homeowners saying, I don't know where my keys are. My property manager's outside the country. What do I do? So one of our advantages, we're, one, we're legal, we're financially registered. We're registered with you know our permitting, our, our local permitting. Again, sounds simple and, and, and rudimentary, but that's that knocks out most of our competitors. We also, from a major standpoint, is a, having an office. There's only about five companies in the area that actually have offices, which is, again, mm-hmm. a requirement by the government to have a legal company is you have to have an office outside of the home. Home offices aren't allowed. And the other thing we have that is a, a, a big advantage is we are the only property management company in the area that has its own internal staff. The staff includes home cleaners, our landscapers, and maintenance crews, We ha- plus the property managers, of course. Mm-hmm. So everyone else has outsources that. So we learned you can outsource everything to about 10 homes. And then you start to say, well, wait a minute, the air conditioner is broken in it. And there's only a handful of air conditioner technicians that are within an hour, an hour and a half of this area. So we ended up hiring one of them. So we have a person that does nothing but air conditioners and appliances. So we're the only, our employees get approached all the time by other property management companies trying to, you know, mm-hmm. are, they, are they paying the salary or how, how are they doing that? Because, you know, it costs money and it costs, it, that takes investments. So that's a big thing. And, and we're also the only property management company in the area that has been, that is part of uh, Marriott's Homes and Villas. Perfect. Program. So, that, yeah, yeah, I remember, we, I remember Marriott Homes and Villas coming on, you know, a few years ago and, and you know, the, yep. com- the competition to get involved with that is strong. The, there's hurdles to overcome and standards. It took about three to four months. Yeah, it took yeah. three to four months, insurance requirements and things like that, that aren't available in Costa Rica. So we had go offshore to find solutions that would placate Marion. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, you, you've taken such a savvy approach to this. I mean, I love the idea of, I mean, up, up here in Ontario, we're in the same position as, as you are in terms of registration of a company. We, we, we have to, as, as property managers, we have to be travel agents. So we have to be members of the uh-huh. Travel Industry Council of Ontario. But we do see this all the time. You know, somebody pops up and says, oh, I'm running a rental management company because my my neighbors and my friends have asked me, but then they start accepting money and they don't have a trust account. And so, so yes, and and, and I'm sure you have found that having that stamp of government approval, if you like, is a a real, um, you know, it stands you apart from the competition. Right. Well, and that's helped us kind of call some of our clients and even even to kind of through that first filter of someone who says, well, I want you to manage my property and we'll send them a, send them a written bid. And sometimes they say, well, that's more expensive than I said. That's fine. You know, again, if, if you want to pay it to be legal, if you want to be a, a part of potential tax avoidance and everything else, you know, that's the other thing, too. We're all we're, we do everything from the vacation rentals through to the CPA services. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, other companies don't do that. One other thing, a major thing, and this is through the help of David Jacoby at, at Hostfully, you know, we are really proud of our, of the technology we're using now. Every, you know, we know Vacasa does dynamic pricing and we do too. We're the only two in the area that ha- that have dynamic pricing for all of our properties. Um, that was kind of their big selling point. Even now, if you look at competitively speaking, that's what they push on. And, and, and we, we match them on that, if you will, you know, in terms of, uh, the dynamic pricing, our owner reports were continuously improving on. Yeah. 
So again, doing more than just sending out a spreadsheet and, and taking a wild guess on pricing, we feel really proud of you know the last six months of what we've done to 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 get better. Mm-hmm. And operationally, you know, we, we focused, obviously we're an operational business. That's, that's, but you know, my background's marketing and that customer interaction. So that's, that's where my specialty is on that. So that, those are all what I would argue. Most of those, there isn't another company that has even portions of those, but there isn't, there is not another company in our area that's completely integrated and mm-hmm. technology-based integration, as well as the operational integration. Yeah, that certainly sets you apart. I was surprised actually when I drove down a couple of weeks ago and saw the Vacasa signs. And I know they're everywhere, but it just sort of, it surprised me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're big. Yeah. Let's talk about your general manager and and the staffing. You know, how did starting a property management company in another country? I mean, I did. I'm I'm from UK. I went to to Canada. Why I chose the cold, you know, one of the coldest places on earth uh, in the winter to 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 open my property management company, I don't know. I'd I'd like to have my time back. I might change, you know, do things differently. But I know when I started mine, you know, I I wasn't going to be there all the time to manage it. It took us I mean, I've been in business 20 years. It took us 14 years to hire a general manager, but you did this from the outset? Well, back in 2008 is when I wanted to start it. And in fact, I I had a different company name and a logo made and a website started um, because I knew my house was going to be finished under construction. And I was, it was my former business partner's uh, wife, actually, her and I were going to start it. And thankfully it it didn't get off the ground. I mean, had had we started it, it would have been great. It would have been the first in the area, I think, or one of the first, but it wouldn't have worked out just personal wise. So when that fell apart in 2008, I just said, you know, I have to find the right person. If I'm, if I'm going to do this, I have to find this right person. And, you know, in your mind, you, you, you kind of all these check boxes, but it's, it's really challenging. I mean, you know, it's challenging for us today to find professionals, whether that's, you know, accounting, whether that's because again, we're three and a half hours from San Jose, the capital of Costa Rica, where 75% of the population is and all the universities are located. And 15 years ago, there wasn't cell phone signal down here. So mm-hmm. we have to get used to the fact of the changes. So when I was looking for a general manager, I just said, um, again, because I have my permanent residency in Costa Rica. So again, going back to a competitive advantage that provides me the right to work and to, you know, anybody can own a business, but you can't work the business. Mm-hmm. I can work in the business. Um, but I also spend about half my time in the United States. So when I was looking for the general manager, I was trying to find that person that understood people, understood the fact that you're going to be working with, you know, we all in this industry have two sets of clients. We have the homeowner and then we have the renters. Well, our renters are primarily North American. Of, well, 75% to 80% are North American. The other difference would be local Costa Ricans. So, and that's another advantage I would say is, Every almost every other property management company ignores the local market because they're they're foreigners and they don't have the local staff. So they and and they don't have the history I have even in the industry where we know local doctors and lawyers and business owners that that rent from us. So that person had to understand both sides of that and ideally have experience in hospitality and be patient. But I'm an idea guy, so I'm an idea and strategy, and I know where we want to go, and I think I know the steps to get there, but. To have someone who's detail oriented to say, okay, I filled out the form. Mm-hmm. I'm not, that's my weakness. I'm not good about, you know, take me a week to fill out the form. So I knew it to have someone that was focused on the details and also someone who was, you know, we only hire, I hope, you know, we we we, we hire problem solvers. You know, I, I say that during our interview process. If you're if you're just gonna sit there and be told what to do you're not going to work for us. You know, there's always things to improve upon. And I need you to tell us what those are, regardless of your, you can be the landscaper, you can be a home cleaner, you can be a property manager. If you see something, tell us, if you have an idea, tell us. So that's what I was looking for. And and this is all in a culture in Costa Rica, where, you know, in North America, we are taught at a young age, think outside the box and be creative. Culture in Costa Rica, they're, they're told at school, don't think outside the box, you do what you're told. So try to find that mix of a person that can kind of see it, be detail-oriented. Um, from about 2008 to 2018, I, I didn't find it. So I didn't start it. So I didn't get it off the ground because I wasn't, I had made enough mistakes renting out my house and the three or four nearby yeah. that I said, I, I'm embarrassing myself. I'm embarrassing the owner. You know, this isn't working. 
So then I found Abigail and I'll tell you how I found her. Let her tell the story. But so again, I own a 150 acre development uh, that, that involves water. You know, water is a big issue down here, water permits. Mm-hmm. And she was working at the local government water. It's called the Asada down here. And uh, we were in a meeting, my develop, uh, myself, my lawyer, my project manager, this is all for the development. And it's always in Spanish. It's all in Spanish, which is fine. But I was confused on a word in English. And I had met Abigail a couple of times to pay my water bill, but I didn't know she spoke English. So we're in this meeting and we get stuck and she's in the corner taking notes and my lawyer and project manager are fully bilingual, but they couldn't think of the word either. She just kind of raises her hand and says, and we can't think of the word, but translated the word. And I looked and I said, like, you know, English. So that was kind of the first trigger of that. So I, I don't know how much more you want to get into, but yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what happened? Did, when did you approach her and say, I, I, I right away, right away, right away. Yeah. Because I knew I had met her to pay my bill and I had been told bad information, you know, simple things. I said, when I had to go to see, see the pay my bill, I'd say, well, can I get this an email? She said, yeah, that's been around, you know, in Spanish, that's been around for a year or two. I said, well, I was told it wasn't. And and I knew she was organized because she was handling, you know, the invoicing and billing for, you know, whatever, 400 water hookups and 400 customers. And there'd be times I'd be in the office and she'd be interacting. And I said, well, she's organized. She's, and I knew her boss, obviously, from the development side, because we needed to work with him to get our, our permits for the water. So being in the office and being in that meeting, I knew she was well-respected by the water board and her boss. And I said, okay, well, so I just, so I just said, well, let's, you know, I went in one time to pay my bill and I said, let's grab a cup of coffee because I, I have an idea. I just want to see what you think. So we went out to coffee and I just said, you know, here's my idea. And I was really excited about it because I thought, well, maybe this will work. And, and I, by the way, I had tried before I had interviewed other people and it just was, you just get a feeling right away. Like this isn't going to work. So we were having coffee and I said, this is my idea. This is what I need help with. And this is, all these things that I need. And uh, I said, what do you think? And, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but she said, well, you know, when, she, when part of her, she, when, when she moved back to this area, she said, I was going to start a home cleaning business, but I didn't have the resources to do that. So I think I understand what you want to do because this is something I know that there's a need to clean homes for all the foreign owned properties around here, but I don't have the money and I don't have the market. I don't know how to start that. I said, well, I can get it started. I'll take care of all of that side, but I need someone here to do all of that. And she said, well, I think I can do that. So I said, great. So we started. And then one time she called me, I was in the United States and she's, there had been, there had been terrible floods in the area. And this is before, this is, we're still kind of, it took about four months to kind of get this formation of, and uh, she said, could you bring some school supplies down for this schools that got flooded out? I said, sure. So I brought down some. She took a day off of work because she was still working at her other job. And we were driving to this rural area and we dropped off school supplies and I was tired. I said, can you just drive back? Just drive me back to, to my house. And she said, I don't have a driver's license. I said, what? She said, I've never driven a car. I said, well, if you're going to work for me, we're going to have to fix that. So I will pay for all your training, whatever you need. And then I flew home and the next Within the next week, she said, I've signed up for a driver's class. I've, I'm, I'm ready to, so I said, okay, we'll get going. But, but when we started, when we started, she was still working a full-time job. So we had to do check-ins just over her lunch hour or, <laughs> or after she got home. And the first six months, she didn't have a driver's license. So we were paying taxis and calling up friends to just, and I wasn't taking on new homes. I just said, we have to, this is about three miles from her house. So she asked, as she was figuring that out, I said, oh my God, if she can do this without a driver's license, with taxis, with friends, with, and get cleaning crews there, get maintenance repair guys there, you know, wow. watch out when, when it is organized. That is, that is such a great story. Abigail, did you have to think twice before you decided that you were going to work for Nick? Well, let me see where can I start with this story? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go too bad, but I just want to. Maybe when you moved back in the Yeah. So I moved after I graduated from high school. You know, I was I was very young when I graduated. And my family didn't have like, you know, many sources. And and it was really like a struggle for me because I knew since I was very young that I, you know, that I wanted to do something. We need to understand that right here where we are, we are in a really, really rural area. 
like we had to take I had to take a bus you know how many miles but 20 25 minutes from my house just to get to high school you know it it's 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 way right um and there was just one when bus to get to school and and when we got to have a bus because at the beginning we didn't have a bus right to to carry uh students and there was you know a lot of limitations on on what I knew I wanted to do something, but I, I just didn't have the sources. And I, I just couldn't figure out how, how I was going to do what I wanted to do, right? So I got a sponsor by a friend from Canada that, you know, she said, well, if, if you want to study, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll do my best to. But again, I was really young. I had, you know, I had to beg my mom just to let me go because I was under to college to college for I, I was 17 years old from the really rural area that wanted to go to the city to study by herself. So for my mom, that was a huge step that she wasn't willing to take. I'm nine or 10 um, siblings and I was I'm one of the youngest, but none of my brothers or sisters, they, they, they went to college. They, they, most of them, they didn't finish high school just because it was, you know, different times where they were just called barefoot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, I, I have brothers from 50 years to 20. So it's a big gap of time there. And then I went to, I went to college for studying, but there was a lot of, of limitations, a lot of struggles, a lot of, you know, things that, that, you know, I had to go through uh, just to try to get, you know, out of time, get to get get to study something. And in, and then she paid for my English classes. That's that's how I learned English in San Jose in the city. And then when I was there, there was a program with the uh, municipality of San Jose and, and, and some some programs that will help women to study. So I signed in for a course for two years. And then at the end of the of the of the course, you had to, to you had to to finish it up with a program of, you know, we want to show what's your idea. What is it what you want to do? So maybe we can help you out with. But my idea was coming down to the South and start, you know, the management and the cleaning company. So of course it wasn't something that were not, you know, wasn't able for them, but I, but I got the education. I got the, you know. So I, I moved back to OSA in 2012. By that time, I, I got married really young. By that time, I got divorced and I got two young kids, pre young kids. And then I moved back and I started looking for a job. And I said, well, maybe I can translate. Maybe I can get some, do something to try to start it. I found out that most of the experts living in the country or in this area is people that has been here for 10 years. So they kind of know the language. They didn't need a translator. You know, it's kind of like, I was trying to get together with one of my brothers to kind of, you know, but that didn't, you know, that didn't work. So a year later, probably I started working at the water association company. And the reason is funny because the reason they hired me, one of the reasons they hired me is because I could speak English, but it wasn't something that I really needed because we're working with locals that they don't even, you know, uh, it's really rural. So the most of our customers by that time were people you know, homeowners of small houses, they, they they wouldn't even have to know how to use an email. So whatever, that was one of the reasons they said why they hired me. So again, I'm a single mother of, of two kids and um, I, w- I was working there as a secretary or just manager or, or administrative. And I had my challenges by my own, like just being, just being a woman, just being a woman, just being young, just being single with kids. I was hitting to the point that what I was making, it wasn't enough to mm-hmm. afford having somebody watch my kids. So I got to the point that I was told you either go home, take care of your kids or you find another source or another way to generate income because this is not going to, this is not going to work for more than six months. So I really had to sit down and think, you know, do I just quit and just give up and go home and, you know, or do I try to, to make this to work? And it, it is by that time when he show up and said, let's grab a coffee and let's, let's have a conversation and see how, how you can help me with that of this. I said, yeah, I, you know, I'm interested, but again, I'm, I'm still stuck in a lot of limitations, a lot of how we're going to do this, how I'm going to make this work when I already have a job, full-time job with nine hours a day, Monday to Friday. And then when I got home, I, 
I have kids, you know, young kids that I need to take care of. But I said, well, let's let's talk. You know, he made it. He he, he makes it sound really easy. <laughs> but it was in reality, you know, he I had, you know, I had my English that I learned, but I didn't use it for six years. So it wasn't it wasn't like this is smooth conversation we're having. We're struggling because we're having Spanglish, right? right? Yeah. He's, he's talking perfect English. I'm just talking perfect Spanish and kind of trying to mix it up to have a conversation and try to understand. And he's explained me all this idea he has about, you know, this business that I know zero about it. I, you know, because talking about, he's talking about vacation rents. He's got, you know, my idea was more like the doable part of, you know, how we're going to clean, how we're going to get the property maintenance, how we're going to bring the suppliers, you know, that was my, but then, you know, and then I said, well, I just don't know how much I can do for you because I didn't know how to drive. I didn't have a driver's license. I, you know, I didn't have a car and I already have all, all these things going on. So that's why it took us a while to kind of study this and, and trying to trying to get the right steps. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just sounds like, you know, your, your whole story is, is just so fascinating. But what, I, what really came out to me that, that, that I, th- I thought was quite funny was that you were hired by the water company because of your English and it was because of your English that you got taken away from it. Right? <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, and she said later, I don't, during that meeting where I was giving her her idea, she told me about two, two years after the fact, she said, I didn't even understand half the words you were saying, but it just seemed like you were excited and you knew what to do. But, uh, I, I, and, and she kind of downplays it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's it just your, your enthusiasm, you know, as we're talking now, just flies through the airwaves. So I can imagine, uh, because you and I, Nick, are, are very similar, I think, you know, very entrepreneurial, very up there in the clouds, looking down with a gazillion ideas and needing somebody who is down on the ground who can interpret those ideas and actually make them happen. So I, you know, I I really can envision that meeting that you had. And yes, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at that time. Well, in fact, in fact, we had decided by the time we had, we had kind of decided this is something we're going to do. We had said it was July 1st. I can't remember what year. Even anyway, it was going to be July 1st. She was going to resign and start full time. So we're about, it's probably four years ago now. In February, we were having a conversation. I was in the United States and she says, Oh, I forgot to tell you something. I said, What? What's that? What did you forget to tell me? She said, I turned in my letter of resignation last week. I'm going to start working March 1st. I said, Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're, you know, and that included the salary and health insurance. I said, Okay, I better get. We better get started. so I, I it kind of shocked me and then right away I said this is exactly why I hired her was that go get it you know get it done and to get it done and in fact when we started our first off when we opened our first office you know we had talked about that too going probably going back to that meeting we had looked at office spaces and she had looked at quite a few and finally you know I was down here at and at one time she just said are we going to do this or not. And she was real serious about it. If we're going to do this, we need to sign the lease. And within 72 hours, we had signed a lease. So again, that to, to you know, like we have these ideas and stuff. So sometimes I get caught just talking about the idea and I need someone to say, you know, yeah. get it done. Then Yeah, so. it's, it's more than just a driving license to drive a car. You need a driver for the business as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. Abigail, tell me, you know, let, let, let's come into the present what what's a typical day like for you now um well you know when it's high season the kind of we are still high season it's pretty busy you know it's just like priorities changes but a normal life it would be scheduling the cleaners for the next day for example right because you you need to you need to see the whole picture of you know, reservations. And then we also do the maintenance. We also do the pool. We also do. So we have all these things going on every day, but when it becomes to put it together, you know, that's, that's pretty much my, my job of, okay. So we have a check-in on Saturday and Friday, but we have the landscaping going on on Saturday. Can we just shift this? So we don't wake up the renters at 6am on Saturday with the week workers kind of just 
getting putting that together, talking with you know all the different um, departments we have, and and try to drive that drive that to to how how we improve the experience of the customers, how we keep the homeowners happy by doing what they have hired us to do, which is the maintenance of the property, not forgetting, not forgetting, you know, it's a property in the jungle that needs to be maintained. It doesn't matter how often you rent it, but you need to get your job, your, your job done. You, you can't forget about the place. You, you can't forget about the maintenance because then it, that's gonna, uh-huh. it's not gonna work. So, and then, you know, meeting with homeowners or, or potential so do you do that as well? Do you go out and meet potential homeowners and, and bring them on board? Yes. Yeah. Primarily because, you know, part of the time he's gone. So it's, it's, we line that up. So I go meet one, you know, we're, I'm pretty much involved in all the process through, mm-hmm. right. From, from meeting the homeowners, getting them to sign, visit the property to, to provide um, bids or, you know, proposals or improvements. We do, inspections you know if somebody has just bought a new house they want to if if they want to rent it then you know we stepped in and say well if you're going to rent this place this is what you need uh-huh. you need to get this you know this 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 way so it's safe so it's you know it's a it's going to fit expectations from renters it's going to be you know and then all the way through maintenance by scheduling reporting pretty much you know all the cycle i, I am involved in some way you you wear a lot of uh, you wear a lot of hats. That's that's for for, <laughs> for for sure. Tell me about you know you got twenty five employees. Yes. So you're managing so we started, them too. Yeah. When we started, let's say three years now, probably we started with one uh, maintenance person that we hire. He was working with us at the very beginning when I started as a independent contractor. Uh, you know, pretty skilled worker with. He had built homes in the past, so he's yeah, yeah. He, he knows top to bottom how to fix the house. Yeah, so we we started like that, and then at some point, because we, you know, in the jungle, all, all you need is maintenance. So that's a day to day thing. Uh, you need somebody pretty much every day. Even when we just started with five houses, right? So we made a proposal to him and got him on board really early on, and he and I were for. 16, 18 months, the only two persons on the company. So we were we were dealing with pretty much everything with these houses. And that was, you know, that was how we started. Then, you know, a cleaner here, a cleaner there, and, and then just kind of, but then we started to grow. And that's that's when, you know, that was a good problem to have. And it's still a good problem to have. But, you know, by that time, we got called for homeowner. Uh, that he just bought a house in Dominical, which is 30 minutes from where I was. Saying, I got this house, I need major remodel. And we got referred to you guys. And we, we want to see it. We want to work together. and said, how are we going to do this? Right? Because it was 30 minutes away. Which, again, at the time, she was just had her license. And so I said, you know, I kind of said, figure it out. And I'll make sure there's... Again, I from the vision, I said we're gonna. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure this gets done. So you tell me what you need, and I'll address it. But I, it was the first project out of the out of the shoot was our first non kind of within my development project was was a, a remodel and far away. And at mm-hmm. that time, again, we didn't have an office yet. We didn't have a lot of. Mm-hmm. We didn't have people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, he started with bringing in some some other workers that he he would trust that he would. And all, you know, pretty much of the time we were just watching and see, you know, all out of all these people that is working, who we're interested in, right? Then we started to offer, because we didn't start offering all the services we, we offer now, of course, you know, we didn't have the employees or, or the structure to do it. Uh, but then we said, well, we can, we can do the landscaping, we can do the pool, we can do the cleaning. And then we started saying, okay, but we will need the people, right? So we're we have been really like, and that's something that it's it's for us we feel proud of. Uh-huh. We work with a lot of locals, local families, local people that they really want to work. Yeah, and they do a nice, really nice job. Well, and 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 labor laws in Costa Rica are such that you know if you have an employee, then you know you have to provide health care, you have to provide a Christmas bonus. If you fire them for whatever reason, even with cause, you still owe them part of a pension. Mm-hmm. So it is significant 
investment of money as a business owner to have staff because you know every month I'm accruing more and more liabilities on the balance sheet. But at the same point, you know, if if a cleaner or if a worker is injured on a homeowner's property, that homeowner is yeah. can be liable. Mm-hmm. And and insurance down here, that idea of that insurance doesn't really exist. I mean, we have you know stories after stories of people being injured on properties and the homeowner is saying, well, why do I have to pay that twenty thousand dollars? Like because you hired the neighbor, you hired the neighbor and they got injured. You can hire us. Yes, we might be more expensive. We typically are, but guess what? If there's an injury at the workplace or in your property, you have zero liability. It's our, you know, it's it's on us. But the idea of an employee and the idea of outsourcing is really challenging, right? So we've spent Abigail spent quite a bit of time with the, the Department of Labor, the equivalent of the Department of Labor, saying, you know, we just want to have outsourced work. And it it's not so simple. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, where you have a committed schedule. If you have someone who you want there on a committed schedule, the government is going to look at that as an employee, even if it's like through another company. Right. Wow. So we've had to be really careful about that. And that's why we brought them all in board because we didn't want to get caught thinking we thinking it was, was a, this is a contracted position and suddenly we're on the hook for it. So we, we have, we've had to bring them in. So yeah. that sounds challenging itself, but can we just move on to guest issues? Because this is sure. something, you know, with my company, our general manager in our high season, which is July and August, she deals almost solely with issues um, and probably not dissimilar to yours, but just in a slightly different way. We have issues with mice, you know, with the wildlife, with we don't have monkeys on roofs and, and and perhaps causing issues like that. But, you know, we might have a dead raccoon. We had a, an electrocuted raccoon that refused to die last year outside on a deck. Sure. So, you know, she had, she, she had to work to get rid of the electrocuted raccoon. We had a goose die on a lawn of a property and the guests completely freaking out because this was yep. traumatic to everybody and we had to get some, but, and we're in rural area too. So there's a, there's a great deal sure. of similarities here between our company and your company. And what yep. sort of, what sort of things do you, do you find challenging to deal with Abigail in, in terms of the issues that guests bring to you? Yeah, I think most of the challenges come with the guests. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to another country, to another region, to another weather and they expect everything to be perfect as they think it's back home. Mm-hmm. So they want they want to get to a house, get to, you know, then it's warm, then you're sweating, then it's dusty. And then, you know, so that kind of like, there are some people that they just love it. They said, you know, this is wild. This is wonderful. I just love it. There is people that, you know, they, they will see a fly and they will freak out and call you and say there is big holes on the screens and you got to get this fixed. And they're real issues. And then there are some issues that are unreal, but, they, you know, you got to deal with everything. And, and somehow you need to provide a solution or offer whatever, you know, to make that customer feel that we are we're paying attention. We're trying to be. Um, I, I don't know the word to address the, the issue. And, and I'm copy. So we set up group chats with our, with our um, renters and I'm copied in all of those. And my name is renters will sometimes contact me because right away. And, and that's fine. But you know, whether it's a dead rack, you know, we've, we've had situations where someone said we've all had those clients, right. To Abigail's point, you show up into a third world country um, and, and, you know, they're moving beds away from the wall to see how, how dirty it is. And you're like, you have an ocean view house right there. Right. But you're, you're busy. So those are the, the gotcha people, like those people, you know, if we feel like we have a gotcha person, then we just, I just send a note out and just say, you know, be ready. I just kind of let the staff know they'll be ready. And if they say, if they ever bring up, you know, we had this situation not too long ago where someone had, there was a dead rat or mouse outside their house and they had already done kind of quite a bit of like, their fair share of, of complaining about issues that weren't issues, right? I mean, you, you're traveling here, you know, air conditioning is only in bedrooms. I mean, that's, we don't manage a house that has air conditioning in the living room and it's, you're in the tropics. This is the tropical rainforest. So we, and, and that's normal. I mean, we manage beautiful homes and that's just the kind of the, the standard issue. So you now there was a dead mouse outside their house and same sort of thing as that raccoon. And I just, you know, we, we just, we let them know, well, it could have been from one of the poisonous snakes that is nearby. I mean, you know, you, you get to a point where 
there's that professional. And you also want to say you, when we put it in all of our contracts too, that you are in a tropical rainforest that includes dangerous and deadly animals, reptiles, spot, I mean, spiders, things like that. Now, if, if, if there's a concern and there's a spider or snake in the house, of course, we're going to run there and we will get that addressed. We will address all those issues. We try to handle a lot of that and deal with that as much as we can upfront to tell them and remind them you have to have a four wheel drive car. This is an unpaved road for two miles. Did you get your car rental lined up? If not, we'll help you on the car rental. Shake your shoes. Shake your shoes out for scorpions and spiders and everything else. Shake your sheets out before you go to bed. So we, we, we explain that to them. And we, we will typically know if we pick somebody up at an airport, like a regional airport, we'll know within about 45 seconds how they're going to enjoy Costa Rica. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they yeah. complain about the heat. They complain about the heat and the humidity and things weren't like there was a little dust in the, in the regional airport, in the airplane. You're like, you're going to struggle. If they come out smiling and say, well, that was a wonderful adventure. I can't wait. What's next? They're going to, and it's about 80% to 85% of people love it down here. Yeah. I think the, the 80, 20 rule applies, you know, across the board in this, in this industry. And, okay, and, I, sure. and I think what, what you're talking about is, you know, it's guests everywhere, isn't it? We've, we, we all have our fair share of, of the high maintenance guest. We, we, we do this ourselves, you know, we'll flag up a guest. We know we're going to have some issues from this, this one, even sure. with the amount of questions you get prior the yes. stay. But you brought up a good, a really good point there, which was about educating them, uh, educating them beforehand about what it was going to be about. I mean, when I came a couple of weeks ago, you know, I, I had a lot, so much info. I mean, I'm, I've been, I've been there before, but that was quite a while ago and forgotten stuff. And, you know, just, just inf little information, like bring some flashlights because the power right. will go out. The power will go out. It did go out. It was darn dark when it went out, but we had the flashlights. That so we've if you told. read from the property, you're, or if you went with us, we'll make you have flashlights in the bedroom. That's one of the things that we've done in the, and with Justin's help and we're something we've been working on, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that, that I feel, and, and maybe I, I, I'm interested actually in your opinion on this, you know, as, uh, and I can't remember her name, but she heads up all of, Homes and Villas by Marriott International. She did a speech at Verma. Yeah, I, I, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she had said, you know, she feels within 15 years, potentially the hotel operators and the property management companies are going to have a single conference because we're all in the hospitality world. What we've talked about is we feel, and I don't know if this is just us, but, you know, as, as I travel around and stay at hotels, I'm, I'm amazed that sometimes what I see in hotels that I feel like if that was in one of our homes, we would hear about it. We would, they would take the picture of the ripped curtain. And I'm talking Hilton, Hyatt's, Marriott's, yeah. you know, higher end things. And I say, I feel like people have higher expectations for the vacation homes. Mm -hmm. And as Abigail mentioned earlier, like they're sometimes hunting for things to try to find. So, you know, we've really had to step up our game because of that and, and really focus on that. And that's one of a, another job of Abigail's is to when, when an issue comes up where we've failed or haven't done as well as we should have, you know, to show those photos and say, you know, to the cleaning crew or the maintenance crew, like you, you approved this house was ready. And how did you miss three light bulbs that weren't ready? Like, mm -hmm. It's in their checklist. What, what, what happened? You know, because now we're sending time. It takes us time and money and to go fix that issue when it should have been addressed when we had the whole cleaning and mate. So our, we set a maintenance person with our cleaning crews at all times to fix uh, light bulbs. We loose don't cabinets, loose handles, loose. Yes. And we don't want, we don't, we have a rule rule where our cleaning ladies won't go on ladders. So that's just something we've decided on as, as, as kind of a safety precaution, which everyone seems to appreciate. So things like that, where, you know, we need to be smarter and, and know that this is kind of where the industry is headed. Yeah. Um, and there's, we can complain about it, but it is what it is. So we have to get better. Yeah, exactly. Hey, our, our, our time, I can't believe we have been chatting for nearly an hour. I don't think we've touched half of it, but we're going to have to bring this to a close shortly. Okay. I just want to very briefly, Nick, just ask about, or, or Abigail, either of you, ask about your tech stack. What, what, what's the software that's most important to you in the business? Most important um, would be our, well, yeah, PMS is hostfully. So that's our bread and butter and then breezeway mm -hmm. on the operational side. Yeah. I mean, we, I, we, I, we, I, 
we're we're using the Breezeway text messaging system, which revolutionized the way we uh, okay. we manage our. We use WhatsApp. We actually use WhatsApp for our text. It's part of that's a Costa Rica thing. Yes. Everyone yeah, has. I, I I learned that <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I did a speech just I, I, uh, a couple of weeks ago on, on a cybersecurity issue uh, for for a client of mine back in the United States. And I, I I took logos of every piece of technology that we have, and it's about fifty pieces of technology. If you look at brands and everything from the social media side to our office support system, to our accounting systems, to all of that. So that that's, in, that's interesting. It, it, it just all sort of dovetails in together, right? Yeah. And so the integrations, you know, our CRM systems integrations now with our Google backend office and everything else. Mm-hmm. That That's fantastic. So uh, what's the future for OSA property management? Where, where are you going in the next five years? Uh, five years is too far. I think three years, we would like to get to 75 homes. We'd like to double in size again we will be ramping up our staff. We're trying to hire people now and just constant improvement of, in the near term, constant improvement of our operations, getting better, making sure that customer's taken care of, making sure the owners, you know, are, can be communicated as often as mm-hmm. they'd like. You know, our growth in Manuel Antonio is a focus for us right now. And, you know, we've been approached by other people in other regions of Costa Rica. So we would envision a, some sort of either joint venture or things like that, where we would market on their behalf. We're good at, we're really good. I, I would argue we're really good on the marketing side. We're really good on the operations side, but Abigail on the operations side, you know, that's region, that's geographically limited. Our marketing and our customer interface and a lot of our digital and our tech stack and all of that, we can do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the bigger picture thing. That would be more the five-year plan, Yeah. but three years to be, you know, we're already one of the biggest in the area. Our, our, our goal is to be the, not the biggest, that's kind of been by accident, but it's to be the best and to really focus on making sure that we provide the best service to the owners and the renters. And and Abigail, my last question to you is about your strengths. And and I think maybe, you know, in the past three or four years, you, you've probably, folk, you know, you, you've found different strengths that maybe you didn't really know you had until you you started this type of work which 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 needs a lot of as we said you know a lot of plates spinning in the air what do you think that you bring to the job that that would be helpful to probably to other other people like nick who are out there looking for a general manager um i think one of the things that you know customers more, more appreciate about interaction with myself is, is the fact that you know i try to understand what their needs are try to address the issues they have and it seems like everyone likes you know the fact that you know i'm local i'm costa rican i have grown up in this area so for me isn't isn't hard or i'm not amazed or surprised when somebody has a struggle i I had so many struggles in my life that sometimes for me, you know, this is your issue, but it's a big deal, right? Um, let's, let's, let's fix it. Let's, 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 let's do something to, to make you feel better about that. We try, I try to, you know, how do you say that? To treat everyone fairly, to treat everyone, you know, the way, you know, I, I, I like to be um, treated. I, I am dealing with, you know, a lot of, of, of workers or most of them are older than I do. Right. I think there is few people in the company that is younger than I. So it's a, it's a good mixture of, you know, talent, a good mixture of listening to them in uh, trying to 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 help everybody else to grow. And, in, and of course, that, as, in, as, as Nick said earlier on, you, it's your detail orientation to detail as well. That sounds like it's you know, that that's that's the foundation of, of the success. Um I, I and she's also dealing. With, I'm sorry to interrupt, but she's also dealing with a lot of men in a Latin culture. So she's had to be able to. I mean, it's a real thing. So to be able to treat everybody fairly, but not, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that she's a pushover. So, you know, it is something that that the entire staff understands that she's in charge day to day, and that that we're not afraid to fire. She's not afraid to fire people. She's not afraid to and and to be we treat everybody fairly. But if you're not doing your job, then you don't have a job with us for very long. Yeah. And I think she kind of downplayed to that sort of being local, you know, and this is true, I think, for anyone uh, that owns a vacation property outside of their home place, you know, if, or if, as, a, as a person in my position looking to hire that general manager, it is important to have that local knowledge because we all have those homeowners that say, well, Nick, I do Airbnb back in my hometown and you're doing it kind of all wrong. 
And it's it's one thing for me to say, well, let me explain why we do it. But it's another thing for a local to say, well, let me explain to you the challenges of supply chains when you want to get mm-hmm. this little widget for, for that cabinet. It's, you know, just this last day, a homeowner came in and kind of said things were going to go wrong until the supplier said it's going to be at least three months for that product to come in. Are you sure that's what you want? So we know that local market of, of what that is. So anyone looking for that and and the passion that, you know, all entrepreneurs and everyone in this business, you know, you, you bet you, there's no reason to have a, a watch even, right? Because we're work. You need to find someone willing to work hard, and and to enjoy that. And then as a as a manager, to make sure that we recognize. And as a company, we do that. Family is important to us, and and everyone in our company, I think, would agree to this. That if you have a family issue, resolve it. You're, yeah. You know, so to, to to be compassionate with each other, and but also passionate with the job. Well, it's certainly, you know, from, from both of you, um, you know, your enthusiasm, your passion, your professionalism for this business is, is just, you know, it, it shines through and it's been an absolute delight to, to talk to you. I'm so glad that Justin Ford sort of made that introduction because now I, now I know where to go next time. And, you know, I'm looking for, for, for accommodation. And if, 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 if by any chance I wanted to buy down there, then maybe you, uh, you know, You'll you'll be my first. Help you on that. We can line you up with the right people. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for joining me, both of you. Um, I hope I get to meet you face to face at uh, at some point in the very near future. That would be wonderful. That was terrific. Thank you so much, uh, Nick and Abigail, for joining me um, for that. Just wonderful conversation. I, you know, I love hearing people's stories and the origin stories, where people come from to get where they are now. And for those of you listening, you won't be aware that I had to watch these guys with the, you know, Costa Rican countryside in the background and, you know, gently swaying palm trees and just, yeah. I'm going to be back there before you know it, I think. And it will be lovely to actually go in and uh, and spend some time perhaps with Abigail at that time, find out a little bit more about her, you know, how, how she work, works the company, spins all those plates because a general manager does spin an awful lot of plates. And this, this is a bit of a theme I'm going at at the moment is about the general managers in our industry and how we find them when we're a young company. I'll be talking to Sue Jones from HR for VR in an upcoming episode about, you know, finding a general manager, you know, at that point where you feel you can't manage on your own anymore, or you're starting a company and you don't want to be involved. You know, who do you find? How do you find them? What skills do they need to have? Very interesting talking to Nick and Abigail, you know, they're that they are sort of worlds apart in the way they deal with with life. Um, Nick with his entrepreneurial, I'm up in the clouds looking down and seeing all the big picture. And clearly Abigail, detail-oriented, down, as I say, with with my business partner, who is, is a detail person, you know, I'm in the sky, he's in the weeds, and it works perfectly. And it obviously works for them. And you know, a lot of it is about understanding where you come from in terms of your own skills before you start hiring that person who is going to complement those. So I'll be having that chat with Sue Jones uh, in an upcoming episode, which is going to be quite interesting. And also be talking to a couple of other general managers about how they started in the business and where they are now, where they see the future and where they see where they see the role of a general manager within a vacation rental management company. So watch out for those. And I would love to hear from anybody out there who is a general manager who'd like to share their story with me. That would be fantastic. So that's it. Uh, that's it for another week. Always a pleasure to be with you. I'm going to be heading out, you know, as I usually do at the end after recording uh, an episode. And then I tend to head out and take a walk along the beach because I can. And then maybe I'll come back and I'll have a Zoom call with my business partner in the snow and, and I gloat and he gets cross, which is always humorous to me. So hope you have a, a great uh, rest of your day, rest of your week, and I will look forward to being with you again very soon.
been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.